I'm Katie. I'm Garrett. We started a podcast. And Against the odds. <laughs> we both have ADHD and we're diagnosed as adults. So we're tackling that late diagnosis and what that means for each of us every week. And we also take little side quests into things like the history of tarot and the history of Geraldo Rivera's mustache. Lots of side quests and um, rabbit holes. I think every week has different rabbit holes that we fall down. Yes. Um, and we are excellent at getting sidetracked. I think it's some may say professionals. (laughs) (laughs) So if you also like getting sidetracked and want to laugh along with your two new best friends, tune in every Thursday to The Bar is Ankle High, available on all platforms, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bar is Ankle High. Bye. These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting to discuss grumpy old men. Reminder, the last football game of the season is this weekend, so come out and show your support as we take on our oldest rivals. Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. I'm your host, John. And Megan. And we're back to splash some more of that eggnog on your face. Eggnog? <laughs> yeah. Christmas is over. Oh, is it? Who drinks eggnog just after Christmas? I think you get, missed the metaphor. Who drinks eggnog, period? Not me. I'm not a big fan of it. but I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever actually tried it. Um, I don't know why I knock it. It just seemed something about... An eggy, thick drink seems gross. All over your face? I guess, John. How do you get it? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're back yeah. with another episode. Yeah, football's over. Yeah. What else is there to live for right now? Oh, <laughs> my daughter. Yeah. Do you say to live for? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're I just don't trying- live to work. We're just trying to catch up. We're not trying to get all deep and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, football's finally over. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy. I was getting really frustrated with it. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Do we know? No. Oh, okay. Playoffs haven't even started. I just don't give a shit about either one of them right now. Okay. My team's not in. <laughs> um, There's really not much else going on in our lives, I don't think. No. Kanye's still crazy. Uh, yes, I guess. What else? There has to be something big that's happened. Oh, the weather turned back to kind of warm. Yeah, it's we're dealing with cold. I mean, it's it's January. It's supposed to be cold, which is the theme we're sticking with with our movies. But mm-hmm. it's going to be unseasonably warm when this airs. <laughs> it's gonna be like in the fifties, I think, all that week. Yes. It, sh- it should be, but it shows there's like a lot of wind for some reason. Wind and rain. It's not good. And no. it's not good that it keeps yo-yoing because my throat is wrecked right now. I have a yeah. dry cough. Got that very white voice when you wake up. <laughs> I'm going to try Take desperately. <laughs> I'm going to try desperately not to hack up along during <laughs> this. We'll see how far I get. But um, 
I'm just going to do my best, I guess. That's okay. Oh, uh, I've waited forever for uh, my nephew's shoes to get here. Finally got those to him. I was really happy to give those to him, too. Oh. I tried to get roped into coaching and had to just pass. That's He's talking about now. basketball shoes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify. Just random, like I really wanted to get him some shoes. <laughs> I, d- I really did. He's such a good kid. <laughs> um, got him the ones he wanted, and I was even jealous of him. Yeah. If they'd have fit me, I don't know if I would have gave him to him. Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> that's pretty much all that's going on in our lives, I think. Not much else. Yeah, you know, it's just Midwest life. Yeah. Boring, monotonous, just mm-hmm. over and over, same thing. Oh, look, the moon. That's all you got to look forward to. We did. There was a full moon recently. Yeah. Don't really give a shit about it. Just, oh, there's nothing okay. else going on. <laughs> I thought oh, it was the pretty. Moon. Um. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to stick with our winter theme, even if it doesn't feel like winter. Mm-hmm. And Is there anything like you're waiting on to come out? Speaking of which, I'm sorry to, to switch the subject. Like like TV shows, movies, or anything like that? Um, There is a new season of this Netflix series called You uh-huh. that's coming out, which I watched everything that's out there so far. I know you haven't watched it, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it it's, looks awful. Um, I'm not real sure about this next season. We'll see. I feel like it just kind of needs to end, but... Well, they could put on the end of it, should pass. You should pass. Oh, um, I'm waiting on the new season of Righteous Gemstones. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that show. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's I a dark Danny comedy. Uh, yeah, Danny McBride. It's not for everybody. I'll I'll go ahead and say that. John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. I can't remember the kid from Workaholics name. Adam something. Yeah. He plays Kelvin. And then the sister, Judy, I don't know who plays no, her. I just know her from the OG, and she was funny in that. Mm-hmm. The last OG? The last OG. Uh, I want to see Wednesday. Haven't seen it yet. I know I'm. we're like late to the game, but... Also, they didn't even launch it like in Halloween season. They launched it in November. Was it that yeah. long ago? Oh, God. Then I'm like really behind. There are some people who've probably watched it 10 times over by now. <laughs> I've yeah. not watched it once. I'm sure that it have things I like about it. I'm sure that it have things I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. It looks really artsy. So mm. it's definitely made for like a modern age. I feel like I don't know who directs it, but I, Tim I, Burton. It, it, I was going to say it looks like a Tim Burton show. Yeah, to me it's, and he's trying to stay modern because people have really dogged on him a lot lately because his movies have flat sucked. Yeah, I said it. I don't even know what he's had come out recently besides Wednesday. Alice in Wonderland and all those trash movies. He took oh. a he took some time off. He ain't made a good movie since Sleepy Hollow. Alice in Wonderland was okay, except the weird thing at the end with Johnny Depp and Are you really gonna dance. defend that? Oh what? No, that was I'm saying that was awful. Okay, because it came off you were saying it wasn't bad. The movie was okay. I wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but the ending totally killed it. It just was a bad movie. The only person I thought was even remotely good in the casting was uh, Crispin Glover. I thought he was okay in it. Which anyway. I like him in everything. I don't think he's a bad actor. Mm. He's amazing in Hot Chub Time Machine, too. Oh, I forgot he's in that, yeah. Anyway, back to our movie of the week. We haven't even got to announce it yet. I don't even know we're like 
five minutes in, I guess. I thought we were further in, but to stick with... We were just shooting our guns. We were just trying to get some stuff off our chests. That's true. But we're going to talk about 1993's... Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. Came out in 93. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a 90s movie. That's fair. (laughs) I can see that. I remember when I first watched this movie, uh, my mom brought the, the VHS home. I... I do remember watching it at a younger age, but I didn't understand some of it until I got older. I was like eight, maybe nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. When I got, first I got it. the humor of it, which it, the movie is insanely funny. It's got like some grown humor. It's got some old timey humor. Yeah. A lot of dad humor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and childish humor too. I like, there's just like a rivalry that these two have had since they were literal children. Well, I can give you a synopsis and we can go from there. Hit me with it. Okay. Ooh. I don't know where the synopsis comes from. Probably Wikipedia. Uh, I had to guess. <clears throat> Sorry. God, it's my hit throat. or miss, so let's do okay. it. Okay. It says John Gustafson and... Gustafson. Gustafson and Max Goldman are two curmudgeonly neighbors who have been at each other's throats for years. The rivalry of the former friends intensifies when Ariel comes along and provides a love interest for both of them. When Max finds out that John is experiencing family troubles and financial ruin, he steps in to help. Their bond is further cemented when John has a health scare and Max makes the ultimate sacrifice for his friend. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much that's everything pretty, in a accurate. nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> kind of touches on a little bit of everything. <clears throat> My God. This movie has a really... It, it starts off fun. Yep. We could talk about... You already said what year it came out, but we can talk about cast, crew. Mm-hmm. Or cast yeah. and... Yeah, I guess crew. This movie was made for $35 million. That's kind of blew my mind for the year it was made. $35 is a lot, and it didn't have like anybody on the cast that... Seems like they should get like a humongous payday. Yeah, I recognize some face, and I don't know if I just recognize them because it's been so long, and I'm recognizing them from this movie. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I mean, okay, so it's got Walter Matthau. Matthau is that how you say the last name? Wow, yeah. he was in. Uh, like Dennis the Menace. I yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the only other thing I remember him in. And I barely he's remember that movie. He's been in a ton of good movies. And uh, then... Jack Lemmon. He's yeah. uh, more of like a 50s and 60s actor. Uh, Anne Margaret. She's kind of timeless. She's been in a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burgess Meredith from Rocky. Mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah. Splash. Or... Okay, she is. Her, is that really her name, Daryl? Yeah. Don't say it so dirty like that. I know. Is that I'm really just, her name, Daryl. <laughs> I didn't know if it was Hannah Daryl, and they have no. It it's Daryl Hannah. Okay. <clears throat> well, she. You, you know what she's from? There's something. Still magnolias. Okay, that's what I'm picturing her in the most then, because yep. it's you know when you see someone, you know them from a specific movie. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. Always going to be it for me. Kevin Pollock. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been in a ton of movies, but he's like a, he he's like a, to me, he's more background than he is anything else. He's just a supporting character and always of stuff. Yeah. He was in, um, a few good men, not just a few good men. I remember him from Willow. He was uh, one of the, the brownies. 
the whole nine yards. The mm. usual suspects. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, this movie has Christopher McDonald. You know him? Who does he play? He plays the like son-in-law. He's oh. Mike. Okay. He's from uh, Grease 2. Okay. Where does the pollen go? Yeah. Oh, fucking Shooter McGavin. That's who he is. Yes. I don't know why that's what you went with, but yes. Because I saw him in Grease 2 first. That's, yeah. But I one of my favorite characters of him is Shooter McGavin. He is amazing as Shooter McGavin. Oh, we got to cover that movie sometime. <laughs> I plan on it. Spring's coming. We'll just do like a whole Adam Sandler event. I would like that, honestly. <laughs> I love Adam Sandler movies. I know some people listening don't, but that's their fault. He is like a love or hate guy, I think. Either you like his love. comedy like or you one don't. one of those celebrities you never hear any bad things about. Yeah, but some people just don't like that comedy. That's their fault. But he was... In a more serious movie that definitely was out of his element, but I think he did a really good job with it. Was Uncut uh, Gems? Yeah. I liked it. <clears throat> that one. I'm going to stop trying to clear my throat every five seconds. Jesus. Shoot, I really liked him in Hustle. That movie wasn't a comedy. Uh, I kind of remember that movie. The basketball movie. Yeah. Queen Latifah. Yes. <laughs> For no reason. His wife was Queen Latifah. So yeah, weird. Yeah, no sense. Yeah. Um, we really liked him. As far as like Adam Sandler modern movies go, I really liked Murder Mystery. We love that. Mm-hmm. Bedtime Stories that is bunch. good. Yeah. Uh, Hubie Halloween was really fun. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. It was, yeah. Like if people took out the aspect of trying to watch it as an adult and watched it at, like as a kid, Uh huh. it's a fun movie. Yeah. But but everyone wants to take everything too damn serious. Anyway, <laughs> we're like way off topic. That's some fun movies. We'll do Adam Sandler movies at some point. Bet it. <laughs> it's it's uh, on there somewhere. We'll find a place to put it in. Definitely. You said, you already said how much it cost, right? You said 35 or 30 some million 35. to make it. Mm-hmm. And at the box office, it grossed, what? 70, 80. About 80? Okay. 80.5. 80. I saw right something else that said 71.5. I don't know how they're. I took it off of the actual thing from the year gross. Okay, so not like sensational, but well, I mean okay. that's one hundred and fifty-five million dollars today. Yeah, but it cost Six, half that 67. to make. Yeah, they they doubled what it took to make it. Yeah, it was a hit. Which it, it's surprising, kind of surprising. It came out on Christmas Day in ninety-three. Yeah, some I don't know some people. That's like a family tradition is to go to well pre-covid i don't know how it works thanksgiving's now, become that way too i i felt like a few years but leading up to covid that i heard a lot more people going to the movies for christmas yes it just seemed i don't know that seemed weird to me it also seemed sad to me because you're making those people work on christmas day i try not to leave the house on christmas i don't know why you wouldn't want to just spend time with your family. You have plenty of time to watch a movie. Yeah. You don't have to go to the movies and make people work. Yeah. I don't know. People, we've gotten to like this point where people are just greedy about stuff. You know, and just non-passionate for anybody else and just totally uncaring. And I don't know. Maybe that's 
the cynic in us as we grow up, we're noticing that more and more. I would never went to a movie on Christmas. No, I've never had any desire to. I can't think of any movie that would get me to go to the theaters on Christmas Day. There isn't one. Yeah. I would have rather just been telling jokes, hanging out, and, well, eating my mom's food. My (laughs) my mom's an amazing cook, so, Um, man. All right, well, I It feels like a Christmas movie, too, in a way. Kind of. I mean, it is in the wintertime. In Minnesota. That's what I was going to ask where it was set. I couldn't remember exactly. Very cold. Lots of snow. (laughs) Wabasha. That's right, because I thought it was like Wabasha. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Indiana. <laughs> Wabasha. That is the Hoosier in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoosier the, state of mind. They, that was real snow, right? Like, did they film somewhere actually cold? Because I feel like it's they, Minnesota. Did they film in Minnesota? Yeah, though? in wintertime. Okay, I didn't know if it was set in Minnesota. Yeah, Saint, they had they shot everything in St. Paul. That's right off of all the lakes. <laughs> Yeah, because there's just too much snow. I'm like, they can't be, that can't all be fake snow. There's no way. No, they would have spent way too much money if that were the case. So how old, let's let's talk about some grumpy old men, shall we? Yeah, and then <laughs> okay. talk about people we know or just the movie. Oh, no. Just... We are getting so sidetracked from the movie. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, the men in the movie, how old are they supposed to be? If I remember right, I think they're in their like middle late seventies, because the grandpa, Grandpa Guff, Gustafson, is supposed to be ninety four. He says it in the movie, even okay. And if he is a... so he's yeah, they could be in their sixties, seventies, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. That just, I mean, they're they're older men. That's true. They just look so much. Uh, no, I guess that's on Are you par. About to say younger, older. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Walter Matthau is like this really old man. He's obvious, it's blatant, he's still dyeing his hair. Well, because how old is Ariel? Uh, is she supposed to be around their age? I think she's supposed to be a little younger than them in the movie, if I remember right. She looks a little more than a little, a little younger. You know what I mean. I'd put her in her 50s. That's fine. They're probably their 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. You got to think they're still old. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I had to take a drink. My throat's getting all gross. Um, Yeah, I know. I just, she, I don't know if they just look older or she looks young for her age. But I always thought it was weird. But you have these two men. Mm -hmm. Grumpy old men. Got it. Grumpy old men. (laughs) I'm going to drink every time we say grumpy old men. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, They live in this wintry town and they're still getting out doing all this stuff yeah what else they got to live for why would they want to just sit at home i mean if they always grew up in these harsh winters then yeah they're built for it i guess right they grew up in like an like a fishing town but me and my young 30s i'm like (laughs) i just see them out there shoveling snow and Mm-hmm. doing all this outdoorsy stuff in I the wintertime. my and back I, hurt. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> one of them has to drive a car. One of them drives a really like old but four-wheel drive vehicle that's lift, got a little bit of lift to it so he doesn't have to move the snow and all that. Uh, it's hilarious. An old beater. But yeah. it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they they're friends they're they, fr- they are the they're, definition they're not of, friendly they're the definition of frenemy <laughs> yes this is a, this is like as frenemy as frenemy gets uh-huh. uh and it's just silly pranks that they play on each other. Yeah, childish stuff. Mm-hmm. Like spraying uh, water onto the roof so Freezing you can trap the all gutters. the snow together so it has to come down on somebody. Yeah. That's childish. Throwing fish in the back of people's vehicles and letting them rot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like digging around for it while he's driving. Yeah. The then he's ca- typical old person thing, calling the other person wrong. Watch it, bonehead. Uh, uh, they, uh, I'm trying to think of some of, when he keeps changing the channels on him. That is one of my favorite parts of that movie, too. So they're next door neighbors. Trying to, the, <laughs> trying to get the freaking lottery numbers. And he keeps changing it to, and it's like the same Little Caesars commercial. From his own house. He's got mm-hmm. a universal remote. You know what? That's a blessing and a curse. Is that universal remote? <laughs> then you're, the part you actually really liked in the movie was the next morning. The next morning. <laughs> he comes out and asks. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> what does he say? Hey, dickhead, you win the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> just very casually but he <laughs> you laughed really hard at that it made me laugh because you were laughing so hard at it but he gets him back because after he starts changing the channel he's got his window open so what's his <laughs> okay who is it it's john that's the white-haired guy yeah okay john sprays max with his hose yes raising with the water hose right through the window in the middle of, right through the window in the middle of winter i know that's not Ugh, i'd have been mad too his son should have just stayed out of it just ask him for pneumonia <laughs> <laughs> i can't think of how many times freaking walter Matthau says dickhead in that movie i <laughs> i should have timed that <laughs> i really love when they go to the, like their uh shanties out on the lake. Oh yeah, that's one fishing. of my favorite things because that that is pure Minnesota. Yeah, just out ice fishing. They get their mail delivered there. They have like this woman that drives around a truck. So if you need things to eat, drink, uh, cigarettes, stuff like that, mm-hmm. she has all of it available. You what was her name? They called her Pokey. Oh, I don't remember. I just you get to see them doing all their manly old men things they're grumpy old men things right but john's <laughs> like do. he's kind of i don't know walter Matthau's more like hard-edged about stuff mm-hmm. you know his his profession before he retired was tv repair guy uh-huh. and uh john was what he was a teacher right Ooh. If I remember right, he was a teacher. Uh-huh. So he's like, he's like not even caring about the fishing part of it when he goes in his. He's just doing it because that's you know what's ex- what people do that are from that area. Mm-hmm. So he's just laying out listening to opera, obviously scaring the fish because he has his music up. <laughs> has yeah. an actual record player. Yeah, out there. But you get to so you see them go back and forth and play these stupid pranks on each other. But I love how competitive they are too. That is as much of my family as I've ever seen. <laughs> but there, there's a serious tone to the movie though, because it's John who is in financial trouble, mm-hmm. and he gets He's a being notice on by the it. IRS. Yeah, they stick a notice on his house. Uh, Thirty days. They're gonna repossess all his stuff, mm-hmm. 
if he doesn't pay up on back taxes. And even though him and Max are at each other's throats all the time for no reason whatsoever, except that ever since they were young, they've been just back and forth like this. He still finds it in himself to want to help him out, which is good. Um, But that's until, (laughs) I mean, he's still, the whole idea of the movie is friendship. Yeah. But their friendship is tested a lot throughout the movie because then Ariel shows up. Yeah, she moves right across the street from both of them. And they see her first, really, on that snowmobile. Yeah, out at like two in the morning, riding a snowmobile in the road. <laughs> and who you're supposed you're holy telling me moly. this fifty plus, possibly sixty year old woman. Out there doing donuts on a snowmobile. Yeah, she was ripping it, dude. Come on. And she's very... um, Shredded it. (laughs) She's very out there in their eyes. Yeah, in their eyes, she's a free spirit. Mm -hmm. So at one (laughs) One point... hippie types. (laughs) At one point, I think she asked John if he's gay. And I can't remember why she asks him that. Uh, Uh, Just the look of his house i think that's right she goes over to use the bathroom and she's like i can tell by seeing someone's bathroom what kind of person they are yeah and i just need 30 seconds in your bathroom and i could tell you and she invites herself in she got into his mail and all that yeah for no reason other than just to see who her neighbor is she asked to use his bathroom just to see it i would have been mega pissed someone just getting in my mail so okay hear me out uh-huh <laughs> This movie, I feel like, is the equivalent of today's Manic Pixie Dream Girl movies. <laughs> like the art. What? Because she's the girl that just, this free spirit roams in to this very straight-laced guy's oh life. Oh, my God. You're talking about, like, what's the girl's, like, Moon from Cobra Kai? <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know. But, okay, the first thing I think of is... <laughs> American Dad, the episode with Steve, you hate it. It's uh-huh. Steve meets the girl who carries the cello case, and her the cello case is her Life. suitcase, and it's got her clothes and stuff in it. And she oh, t- the art episode, yes. And she's on roller skates, and she's like, yeah. I take pictures of people. I I don't know that, that episode sucks. Okay, it, it's supposed to be, it, and that's the whole theme of it. It's supposed to be like an art piece. Yes, because and they're going to see Steve's film. dad or um, Snot's dad because he dies. Right. Okay, I feel like Grumpy Old Men is the equivalent of today's manic pixie dream girl movie. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Just she is. I wouldn't say Grumpy Old Men <laughs> okay. is. Okay, the romance. You're going too far. <laughs> you have the romance part where he's. There like, was no romance. Steve was trying to hook up with that. Girl. I am not that talking about. I'm not talking about American Dad anymore. Okay. I'm talking about Grumpy Old Men. How they're both doing their thing, living their very <laughs> serious lives, and you have one who's in two friends. One of them is in some type of trouble, and then yeah. this girl shows up and it tears them apart. And he's like, "They aren't really friends, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> you just don't want they to have admit been a, they have been at odds forever. The friendship doesn't come until spoiler end of the movie. You don't want to admit that this movie could be remade as an artsy movie, <laughs> as, as she's that super just out there girl. 
Do you not get what well, I'm saying? I get what down? you're saying, but like, you're talking about just the girl. You can remake that with anybody. Yes, like, I do, know. Well, like, if you're going to make it Grumpy Old Man, who are you going to use in it? It's going to be like Kurt Russell and Mel Gibson, right? Actually, I, I would watch know. that. Okay, well then why Who are we going to get for the chick, though? It'd have to be somebody like, not old, old, but old. What's Jennifer Aniston. Is there. Mary Ellen Trainor? I already got it. I already got it. Okay. It has to be somebody that was hot once. Can't use Meryl Streep. She was never hot. Um... I, yeah, well, I think I'm just going to go with, I, I'm going to go with that one. I think that's a good pick. Good and it job. would be an art film. And I guess they would have to, it's not an art film though. I, She's just an artsy person. I know. That's Mike. that's the whole point. That's where we're back. We've come full circle now. You didn't come full circle. You're trying to turn this into an art piece. She's like, I can tell who people are by spending time in their bathroom. I also went through your mail. I take... That I I go in my hot tub and then roll in the snow because she does that. She did do that. She's, she went in a hot tub though. She was in a, a sauna. No one gets me because I ride my snowmobile at two a.m. in the road. <laughs> yeah, where she's, she's that from, girl somewhere in California. She I had a know. husband that was a big burly dude that looked like uh, Bigfoot. She sculpted him naked. Oh, uh, that was a statue. That was supposed to be her husband. Okay, her late husband. But there is a part, I don't know if it's like an outdoor sauna or a hot tub, but she's in there. Yeah, she had her own sauna. And comes running out in the Minnesota winter, rolling around in the snow, and is just like laughing and rolling. Free spirit, Megan, she was at Woodstock. (laughs) See? I don't even know if that's true, I'm just saying that, because that's what you usually get from those movies in the 90s. They were at Woodstock. (laughs) Anyway, Max and John, if they couldn't have any more stuff pitted against them, this aerial girl woman shows up mm-hmm. and tears them apart even more because they both are instantly drawn to her mm-hmm. and her weird lifestyle. I don't think it's lifestyle. She's just attractive. I don't think they care about the other stuff. Cause even That's like, it. Even so like, superficial. I just yeah, care. Like even their friend hot. Chuck, who owns the bait shop out where they fish, they just talk about her and he goes and sees her. Remember that? On like Thanksgiving. It's got to be more than skin deep. Right. <laughs> They're entranced by her. Very, very entranced. Um, but you've got the... They make a lot of jokes about not being able to get it up to, which really helps this movie because it, they take shots at each other hard throughout this whole movie. <laughs> but you also have a side story of John's son and Max's daughter right no do i have that backwards that's right john's daughter i have it backwards but daryl hannah is like a foot and a half taller than him too (laughs) and they're both just trying to tell their dads to grow up and quit being childish and don't they also have like some sort of romance going on the two kids yeah yeah melanie and jacob okay melanie uh met mike had a kid with mike uh jacob is running for mayor yeah, and both uh, Max and John really like want really like him and want to support him, mm-hmm. which is good. So they really put it out there for Jacob. But they want their dads to grow up. They're like you're old men now. You're grumpy old men. Yeah, <laughs> I just gotta keep saying it. Uh, that it's time to grow up and isn't it time to let call this it a go? truce yeah and and then they always say well he started it that's at one point I asked him like why do you even do this why why do you antagonize him he's like well he did it first it's like what like 40 years ago 
<laughs> and then just out of nowhere in this movie, uh, Ariel hooks up with John. They do sleep together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You fell asleep for the umpteenth. <sighs> yeah. I've seen this movie. It's just been a long time. That motherfucker time. gets up, makes him some eggs, ain't supposed to have any hot sauce. What's he do? Hits it with a Tabasco. Because he's a love out? man. That's what. That's right. He got up and was uh, dancing to Love Man oh. from the '60s, also in Dirty Dancing, which he kind of does like the whole thing from uh, Risky Business. He, like he does a slide, the slide in, and the socks. yeah. John eggs. John does look. I mean, granted, not much, but he looks a little bit younger than Max. Yeah, I would say he's a couple years younger. Not by much, though. Max is rugged looking. He looks like an old bulldog. He's been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. The 50s and 40s must have been really rough on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then does Max find out about John and Ariel or does John tell yeah. him? It causes a humongous uh, like issue with them. Uh-huh. Like Max goes out to the shanty and pushes John's shanty into the lake. Into, yeah. <laughs> While John's in it. <laughs> he's like driving him across there. He's like, he's like, be careful there, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, yeah. That part's hilarious too. When that thing hits the water and starts sinking and he gets out cheering. <laughs> then they start fighting and he tries to use the karate move on him and gets punched in the face. Dude, you could kill a guy doing that. That water had to be so cold. <laughs> yeah. It, it did say uh, thin ice. Yeah. Then he tries to stab him with a frozen fish. <laughs> and the grandpa has, or the dad has, their dad has to break it up. Drop that fish. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there like swimming. There's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how competitive they are. Oh, Walter Matthau's always calling out Jack Lemon for uh, his, his tall tales about stuff. Uh-uh. He's like, just like that 40 pound muskie you caught. <laughs> and you're always yakking about because <laughs> he has this fishing pole that it looks like a duck that he's had since he was a little kid uh-huh uh and it's it it's a a lucky fishing pole so mm-hmm. <laughs> they're talking about catching their limit john brings uh home two fish and then walter mathel's got like a full uh ringer of fish mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny oh well Tra- even though this is a comedy, mm-hmm. tragedy does strike at some point. Yeah. You um, knew there had to be some drama. Yeah. Besides Ariel and besides the just the constant uh, just messing with each other, uh, pulling all these pranks and stuff. It's John ends up getting because he's also trying to save his house and save all his stuff. Yeah. Max points out how's he going to take care of her. Mm-hmm. When he can't even keep his house, but John, so John gets calls it off with her. But then he gets sick. Doesn't he have? Something? He doesn't really start getting sick until uh, right around Christmas. Like he has that argument with his daughter and with Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Walter. He has to see Walter Matthau riding around the snowmobile with Ariel. Oh yeah, because she's still friendly with him, and yeah, she even tells him Merry Christmas, John. Uh, what happens to it? Doesn't he have like a stroke or a heart attack or something? He goes to the bar something? just to sit and contemplate. And Walter Matthau goes there for some reason. 
and just starts egging him on. Mm-hmm. And he's and Jack Lemon can't take it anymore and just says, "You know, I he he says I gave her to you because I felt sorry for you." And uh, that definitely hurt Walter Matthau's ego because then he starts arguing with other people in the bar, and then he, Jack Lemon storms out. He's like talking to himself while he's walking home. Mm-hmm. Has his heart attack, falls over in this like a little raised snowbank. That's it was a heart attack. That's yeah. right. And even though they just had like this huge argument, and <laughs> it's like the the climax of their arguing, he's still you know it's it's still his friend to some degree. They're still friendly, very much so, and. That's when you get like this whole big fiasco where they find out just how much he owes on the house. Oh, yeah. And Walter Matthau's like, they ask him uh, what he is to Jack Lemon. He's like, friend. Mm-hmm. This is when they finally like make up. And now it gets to this point where they ask how he's going to pay for it. And Walter Matthau actually, he has the money to do it crazy never not not never would have guessed it not after you saw him pull like chocolates out of the closet that had like 40 year old dust on (laughs) i'm just saying not in this time not in the year of our lord 2023 does someone just have that kind of money sitting around no (laughs) (laughs) and he i that would have been a really hard move to make Mm -hmm. because he still has to stop the irs from trying to take the house they had to get a stop so the payment could be made and they could uh kevin kevin pollock uh jacob mm-hmm. running for mayor is able to do stuff within the the system there uh-huh to get like a notice that the payment's going to be made they can't do anything going further they need to leave yeah that pisses that dude from the irs off because he has spent the entire movie <laughs> and he's dealt with a lot trying to get all this taken care of well, and John's tried to rig his house to, like, dump snow on this dude. Walter Matthau did it. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Yeah. Hot water. You got to use hot water <laughs> to make it slide and stick. Yeah. They. This dude, I don't know, man. Hey, dickhead, you were in the lottery? <laughs> Still the best line ever. That IRS dude just getting off on trying to take people's houses and ruin yeah. people's lives. Can't do it, though, because Walter Matthau... <laughs> Use like carpenter screws and stuff in, on the doorways <laughs> and all that. Couldn't get into it. It was like a fort. <laughs> but like any good movie, the guys do end up making amends. Yeah. When, when John Lemon. feels like he's on his deathbed, I mean, they... Yeah, it took all that. And then, you know, the movie ends on a high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel and John get married. And Walter yeah. Matthau gets him back by putting fish in that in the limo the getaway car or not the getaway car the getaway car <laughs> oh man now they're about to go on a killing spree i don't what what do you I, call that i don't know the the wedding, the wedding car. car okay <laughs> the getaway funny. car <laughs> that's funny that was good and yeah i think that pretty much wraps up the movie it's kind of i don't know it's good. It's a good movie. That's it is. just a it's, lot of It's fun. It's if you're into that kind of humor cuz that's most of the movie is carried by just silly pranks and jokes. Delivery. 
a lot of the jokes in that are solely off delivery. Yeah. Like you watch those outtakes and you can tell that these guys are just seasoned in everything. They are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But it sprinkles in the serious aspects and then it's mm-hmm. just, like just dumped on you all at once there towards yeah, the it's end. Just, it's, old, it's old Hollywood training. Yeah. And these guys did it really well. That's mm-hmm. why they were able to stick around as long as they did. Yeah, because are they both still alive? No. They've both passed away now? Mm-hmm. Well, oh. uh, Walter Matthau passed away a long time ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I think he, early 2000s, maybe. Yeah, 2000. Huh. And then... Uh, Jack Lemmon, I believe, died in the year after. 2001. That sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> well... If you want to hit us with some trivia, then. Neither one of them uh, wanted to do this movie at, at in the beginning. This was the fifth movie out of the nine movies they made together. They've worked together that many times. Yes. They did a sequel to this movie and did that three know, more yeah. movies after it. Oh, just not to not having to mm-hmm. do with this movie. Yeah, they did the, the Odd Couple movie way back when. And they did a sequel to it 30 years later. And I love that movie. Hmm. I don't think I, I've never seen that. I like the movie also. It's called Out to Sea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like a cruise thing, but it's like a a hustle thing. Mm-hmm. One talks the other one into doing something because he's got a like an alternate plan. One oh. of those movies only. It's just with old people. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's really good. That's code for Swingers Club. <laughs> well, we can only hope. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Neither one of them thought the movie was going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. I believe one of them turned it down multiple times, and the other one convinced them finally to do it. It doesn't. It didn't really explain who kept turning it down. But uh-huh. if I had to bet money, it was Walter Matthau. Yeah, because he got to where he was really picky about roles he was taking in movies. Well, he was getting older, and it's. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to admit that you are. You are actually a grumpy old man, <laughs> and this movie is made for you. He's actually a really sweet guy, though. Like, yeah, you like everything I've ever read about him. They were just guys that were really nice to people they worked with. I didn't really read anything bad about them. Walter Matthau, uh, because of all the freezing temperatures, he got double pneumonia while filming. I that's he what I was say. In the movie, you're trying to tell me that these older guys are out here doing all this stuff out in the snow and in the cold. I called BS on that, and that is exactly why, because that's what would happen in real life. Right. And I take that back. This is this was the sixth of the ten movies they made together. Oh. Which is it's still crazy. That's still crazy no matter how you look at it. Yeah. They were blown away to find out that this movie made money at the box office. They thought it was going to flop. I I mean, I could see that. That sounds bad, but uh, I mean, it made its money back, so that's good. And Burgess Meredith, he was uh, 84 when they made this, trying to play a 94-year-old, and he said it was really hard trying to always act like he's uh, Jack Lemmon's dad because they weren't that much older than He wasn't that much older than him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they said true. the highlight of filming was Burgess Meredith because his outtakes were always so good they didn't know how they what they were going to use for the movie uh-huh because they just l- turned him loose oh he was an ad-lib guy they just they just he would say things on screen and they would either use it or not use it 
which I thought was really fun. Uh, they used the same uh, commercial from Little Caesars a bunch <laughs> in this movie. They had some kind of really big tie with Little Caesars. Man, I bet so, they had so much Little Caesars on but set. But <laughs> they were like, how are we going to keep putting Little Caesars car- or commercials into this movie? They had to make that scene up so it could feature the three Little Caesars commercials that were going to debut that year. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. It is funny. Oh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were approached about this movie and both had to turn it down. This would have been the re- them finally reuniting since like the early 1950s to do a movie together. Oh, they like were they would like play the leads. Me, yes, which I'm a humongous fan of Martin and Lewis. Always have been. Jerry mm-hmm. Lewis is one of my favorite comedians. Uh huh. I would have loved for the movie to have gotten made with them because I think it would have worked. But Dean Martin, like right around that time, he was real sick. Um. He died like two years after the movie. Oh, that's. But from what I keep reading about, is they had Jerry Lewis agreed to do it. Dean Martin was the one they couldn't convince, but he wouldn't tell anybody he was sick. Oh. Because, I mean, he was still, like, a really bad alcoholic. He was really smoking. That sucks. Just doing things he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Good old Dino. <laughs> talented, talented greaseball. From Ohio. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> so, um, Max hums a lot in this movie. Just He just makes stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's multiple versions of the Barber of Seville. Oh, okay. And he's just making up parts to it. But that's where it stems from. Like he's doing it's, that, like he's cooking that meal. Uh-huh. It's the Barber of Seville. He's just making up things to it. Is that, this, <laughs> this is so stupid. I'm going to feel dumb if I'm wrong. Is that the song from like the Bugs Bunny skit? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> 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 Why do I sound like Peter Griffin? That's what I think of when I hear that. <laughs> they shot a commercial for this that was really funny too. I finally got to I finally did get to see it. Uh, <laughs> Walter Matthau uh did this thing where he was in a bath talking about how if he'd have known this movie was uh gonna feature someone in a bathtub he'd ask for more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> they saved it for a for the credits. Uh-huh. But I think they took it out because they would have had to pay him more money. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Because there was a bathtub scene? Yes. Hmm. Oh, uh... Yeah, I just noticed this because I went back and looked it up. Throughout the film, you can hear an instrumental version of A Whole New World from from Aladdin. At what part? Throughout the movie. It just happens. And it really does play. Like, there's parts in the movie you'll hear it play when the the granddaughter comes over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Which makes sense because Aladdin was released right around that time. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Anne Margaret, I don't think she had a good time during filming. Because mm, okay. a lot of people just say like she just really just kept herself and just did the work. That sucks. Which, and kind of makes sense because you watch her parts, it's just like, you can tell John and, oh my gosh. Max. John and Max are having a good time, even outside of character. It's just, I don't get it the whole time with Anne Margaret. Uh-huh. Well, I, 
I mean, she did okay. The her character was fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I forgot about this: Christopher McDonald and Kevin Pollock wouldn't went on to do um, house arrest together with Jamie Lee Curtis. Another uh, movie from the nineties. Huh. There was this time in the nineties where there were these random movies that got made, uh-huh. and you didn't know why they got made. <laughs> but it would had act it had actors like you knew, but they mm-hmm. weren't big big, like Jamie Lee Curtis. People got this misconception about Jamie Lee Curtis. Now she wasn't anything special until she did Halloween H two O, and it saved her career. Uh huh. No. <laughs> what H two O? Do you like H two O? It no. It's okay. It's, it's like it's Scream with Michael Myers. That's all that movie is. Okay. But back to my point. You had like Big Bully that had Rick Moranis. You had House Arrest, and you had that uh, Carpool. There were a lot of movies like that. Madhouse, they just got made, and they would just pe- put people in there that were like either on their way down or like at this like middle level. Uh-huh. And I'll always remember House Arrest because it had Christopher McDonald in it. Even more than it had Jamie Lee Curtis. Hmm. But Christopher McDonald that same year like kind of had his career saved a little bit because he did Happy Gilmore. Yeah. That's that got him a lot idea. more work. Um, there's also a lot. They do a lot of things talking about things happening on TV. Like they bring up the Donahue show because they're older guys. Like Max, his whole like life was based around TV. Mm-hmm. So he talks about Letterman, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Just all these other things. A fatal Attraction. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he loves like just making up stories, but they're based around like movies and TV that he's watched. Hmm. <laughs> it's just good. It's one of those fatal attractions. Yeah. Wim- that women just can't stand it. Uh. <laughs> they're all over me. Yeah. <laughs> That's really like all the trivia I could really muster up. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. I thought some of it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can just go into rating it then. I'm fine with that. Rewatchability. Oh. I'm going to give it a three. Solid three. I'm going to give it a two. (laughs) That's fine. It. When it's on, I definitely watch it. Yeah, I like the movie for nostalgic reasons, just because I did see it when I was younger. And yeah, like you said, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I don't think I'm actually going to like grab for that movie. No, I don't seek it out. If that's <laughs> what you mean. Like yeah. if I like if I'm flipping through channels and I see, "Oh my gosh, that's Yeah. Grumpy old men. And it definitely it has to be in the winter time. I don't want to watch it in yeah. the summer or the fall. Yeah. I definitely watch it during the winter time. That's a good point. Mhm. Uh yeah, I a two. That's not, that's terrible, but that's how I feel. That was the honest. first number that came to my head. So, It's honest. Now we're going to talk about that legacy, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, my goodness. Oh, man. This is the first time I think I've ever done this. I'm going to give a it a one. I think people will remember it that's around my age and your age. Yeah, but it didn't spawn anything. No, add a sequel. Yeah. But, like, you're talking 25 years ago? Yeah. 
Bare minimum? It came pretty soon. Like, it it didn't take a long time for a sequel to come out. No. And that was kind of it. There's really been nothing made like that. Yeah, and Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau have been gone for over 20 years each. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really have anybody that, like, spawned, like, anything big out of it. And Christopher McDonald is Shooter McGavin. Yeah. And you only hear about him when there's somebody sick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I feel bad. But I do too, because that's... that's the first time I've ever given a one, but I think I got to. Right. I don't. I, this is going to be an awful rating, and I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but it shouldn't deter anybody from watching it. It's a good movie. Yeah, and there are funny parts. And we're not done rating it yet, so I guess we should no. finish our rating. But I guess we can go into the the look and the feel of the movie. So as far as music goes, like soundtrack, there really is. It's just background music. There's no real soundtrack to it. I sing the song from the beginning of the movie all the time. Oh. (laughs) And I I like it because it's like it's just old Hollywood music to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And We're having a heat wave, a tropical <laughs> heat wave. The the look of it, it it's a 90s movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yeah, no Yeah, it definitely has that. that nostalgia factor for the 90s. Mm-hmm. Also, I love movies that are like set in the winter. And yeah. And they have like a beautiful winter feel. It's like this movie really captures it. <laughs> and like we talked about with the Christmas story. Yeah. I love. I really like that look for this movie. You know what else? Another movie that does that that I don't know if we'll ever talk about. Mm-hmm. Prancer with Sam Elliott captures oh. winter. Captures winter at a, a perfect time. I do appreciate that they didn't do studio snow and studio winter. That it, it's yeah, because you can site. definitely tell it in movies like Home Alone and stuff that it's not real. Yeah, I appreciate the the winter look of this movie. I do. Yeah. It's authentic because it is filmed on site. <laughs> In Minnesota. So I think as far as the look and everything, I'm going to give it a three, I think. Yeah. I'll go 3.5. So a two, a one, and a 3.5. My overall score for this is terrible. I'm going to give it a two. <sighs> I'll give it a two and a half. I I hate that I gave it a low rating because <laughs> I do like the movie. I know. And now that I'm older and I catch some of the funnier mm-hmm. adult jokes in it, I do like the, the adult jokes. But yeah, just... The joke about him not having sex in, since like... What did he say? He had like an, act, an actual date mm-hmm. 19, in like 1978. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it's we're not going to pick movies we don't like to cover. I'll go ahead and say that. Of course, we're going to pick movies we like because otherwise we would spend the entire episode just shredding the movie apart. We obviously like this movie. It just sucks. There will come a time, though, when we will take a movie and we will shred it. That is going to happen, especially on Patreon. We're (laughs) talking. We've got some things we're working on. I know I said that I was hoping by the beginning of the year and it's we're baby steps we're getting there we're Mm -hmm. gonna have something soon but there's a lot of stuff being worked on and it 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 is coming 
It's mm-hmm. coming. But yeah, I, I hate that I like this movie, but it kind of just gets a meh rating. I think so too. It, <clears throat> this is the first time I feel bad rating a movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel a little guilty. <laughs> giving yeah, it a little rating. I, like, I feel like I shouldn't have done this to Daryl Hannah. But I think you should still watch it while it's uh Daryl Hannah and her half finger. Still winter time. What? Daryl Hannah has a half finger. Oh. Yeah. It so, stopped her from getting some work in Hollywood too. Weird. Mm-hmm. Soda I told you the other day, uh Matthew Perry is missing. Yeah. Finger. That blew my mind because I, I knew about Daryl Hannah's for a long time. You told me about Matthew Perry. If I wouldn't have noticed how he was holding something in the move in the show to mm-hmm. where it hit his hand. Yeah. I would have never noticed it. And you're like, yeah, he's got like a, he's missing a whole knuckle. Yeah. I don't remember where it's not the whole, whole finger or half finger, but I think it's like, yeah, cut it's off the top the, knuckle up the first knuckle. Yeah. Must be weird when he snaps his fingers, you know, it. he can't snap his fingers unless he snaps with his ring That's finger. That's what you do. It's just right off the tip, but he doesn't have, he has all tips. I guess <laughs> it's sexual for no reason. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It wasn't supposed to be. You you led me that way. <laughs> Sorry. You monster. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and ra- wrap up this movie. <laughs> yep. We'll Sorry. Wrap it up, dickhead. <laughs> Sorry, grumpy old man. <laughs> um, but stick around and check out this snippet from our next episode. Check this one out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whatever, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. See you next week. Next week on the Retro Club. I don't even think it's that. I think not that they want them to be more British than they already are. My move. Come on, man. It's too much. (laughs) I think it's just they're acting like they're children actors. So they're trying to be children actors acting badly. You can say it. (laughs) No, I think they're just trying to act. Their acting is terribleness, all of them. To act adult, and it, I don't know, the more they focused on being adult. It ain't Goonies, I'll tell you that. It came out really British. Yes, it really, just... A bit oi, Excuse me, come again? It's Pardon Tuesday. Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, if we have any... It was on me gum gum. Well, we don't, if we had any listeners in the UK... <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> they're all gone. Jesus Christ. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.